0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields. With me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Dr. Daniela Bergara, founder of Agricultural Genomics Foundation. Dr. Daniela, how are you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Excited to talk to you. Kellen, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Excited to talk to Daniela. I love it. So for our listeners that maybe are unfamiliar about genomics, can you give them the, the basic definition of what that means and how it works? fits into cannabis?
1: Absolutely. So genomics is the study of entire genomes, right? So a genome is all of the collection of DNA of genetic material of an organism. So all of the, you know, A, T, G, Cs, you know, ninth grade, like all of your DNA, all of the collection. So one genome, I have a genome of myself, right? I have my genome, right? Brian and Killam, they have their own genomes. If we compare the three genomes, we're comparing our three genomes, they're going to be similarities and differences. And then what I did was that I looked at, Genomes in cannabis. So, hemp type, marijuana type, and I look at differences and similarities. Steve Hill was very interested. I come, my PhD was on sex. Why is there sex? Why do organisms reproduce sexually instead of cloning themselves? Like that was, and this was a question that Darwin himself asked, like, why would organisms not clone themselves? And so, my thesis was on that. So, when I jumped into cannabis, I was coming with that mindset. And I was interested, like, oh, it has monicious, so so what people call Hermes. So it has monicious individuals and males and females. And that was what I was interested in. But, you know, I started being paid by the industry and Steve Hill was like cannabinoid genes. So I started doing cannabinoid genes, which I absolutely love. Like at the beginning, it was like, oh, I don't want to. But then I was, this is so fascinating and I absolutely love them. So I really know a lot about cannabinoid genes. And that's what I did for, for, I have several papers on cannabinoid genes.
0: So give us us a breakdown on one of the things that surprised you when you started getting interested in it.
1: My dad is a university professor. I grew up in a university. I've never left a university. I come from academia. My uncle is a PhD. My cousin is a PhD. Like that's what my family did. You know, like I didn't know that you could do other things in life until I got into the cannabis industry where I met, for example, for the first time on marketing or, you know, there were uh, architects or, right? And, uh, and, and that was like, oh, this is an industry. This is like my mindset completely shifted. And I don't know if you guys have cross paths with Maureen McNamara from Cannabis Trainers in, in Colorado. She taught me how to talk to people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was coming from academia and I was used to talking to academics. And I didn't know. And besides, English is my second language. So I didn't know that much of the jargon from academia is jargon from academia. Like people do not really use those terms. So it was Maureen that that taught me like, okay, now you need to talk to the rest of the world. And and so she she taught me how to to do that. And it opened my my world, basically. Like, you know, like besides academia, there's other things in life. I, I didn't really understand that until working in the cannabis industry.
0: Where do you see the line with is what you think is GMO and what is non-GMO for what is currently happening?
1: So in my opinion, and this is my definition of GMOs, if you need a lab in order to do it, that is GMO. If I can do it on my closet or on my, my basement, that, that is not.
0: Cannabis Sativa, the production manual. We got a quick glimpse into it. It's absolutely beautiful. I'd love if you could share some some insights in it and kind of what people can expect when they take a look.
1: Yeah, the Cannabis Production Manual. That was exciting. That was my first big endeavor at Cornell. And it was really exciting because I learned a lot. I learned that I know very little and I know just a little tiny part of the entire plant. I was able to interact with a bunch of people because I was leading the project and I needed information from a bunch of people. And so in my opinion, that manual is a 101 on if you want to start growing cannabis for any particular reason. You know, if you want to grow fiber hemp or grain, what do you need? How much money do you need? What space do you need? What equipment do you need? Uh, How do you plan it? What is the space between plants? How many plants? Uh, What to expect? How do I harvest it? When do I harvest it? Um, So this one-on-one, of course, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. For example, the high cannabinoid part there's so many cannabinoids and all of the biochemistry, like we didn't really explain, okay, this is THC and this is CBD and this is CBC and this is how THC goes into, right? And CBC into a CBLA and CB, right? We we didn't explain all that, all that part and, and this carbon and this other carbon, but you can always go deeper and deeper or extractions. I'm lately fascinated by the biochemistry of extractions and resins and rosins and, you know, solvent and solvent less and why would you pay more for this one than this other one? And the But the biochemistry behind it. So that is, we don't talk about it. I mean, it's still 208 pages and we don't talk about it. So it could be, you know, 600 pages if we talked about all of that stuff. But it's kind of like an overall glimpse, I think.
0: On a scale of zero to 100, with 100 being we know everything about the plant, in your opinion, where are we today with our understanding of the cannabis plant?
1: Yeah, I think that we're about in a 30. And how long does it take us? I mean, it depends on federal legalization, but I, it, it's going to be much faster than with other species because we have tools that were not there. You know, when I started working in cannabis at they're like, I remember, yeah, it was literally a Friday night. My husband had a friend in town and they were like, hey, so why sunflowers? Why not weed? And I'm like, well, everyone knows everything about weed. And I started looking at what was out there there was not much. And that was 2013. The advancements in 10 years have been incredible. So I do think that things are happening fast.
0: Are there any aspects of the plant that intrigue you or in the back of your mind you're wondering about?
1: Oh yeah, so many. I think that the white chromosome is fascinating. And the monicious individuals, I think that those are fascinating. And the white chromosome in cannabis is very different from the white chromosome in humans. So in humans, the white chromosome is the smallest chromosome right in humans white chromosome basically have one gene and that one gene is the one that tells the rest of the genome hey guys turn on you know like hey we're going to produce hair testosterone right so basically as a female human i have all of those genes but i don't have that one gene that turns everything on more or less that's more or less how it works in cannabis the Y chromosome is the biggest spot and it's it's huge and it has a lot of repetitive content and repetitive content as the word says, is, is repetitive. So it's hard to know where it starts and where it stops, right? Because it's a lot of blah, 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 blah. So putting together, assembling the Y chromosome, it's hard. And word on the street is that there is some Y chromosomes that have been assembled in Canada and another one in the Salk Institute in California. So that's a word on the street. Um, let's see what happens. They're not still publicly available. So I think that that's fascinating. The monicious individuals are fascinating, right? Because They apparently have two X chromosomes, but they still produce male flowers. Like, what are you turning on? Or where is that gene, right? I I think that that is, and that's what drew my attention at the beginning.
0: Dr. Daniela, when you got started in the cannabis space, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong?
1: When I started in cannabis, we thought that THC and CBD were one gene, right? That it was a one locus to allele type of thing. So you had either... CBD that you got from your mom or THC that you got from your dad and you expressed them both or only CBD or only THC. So we thought that that was the case. Now we know that there's a gazillion genes, that they're all in close proximity. So and that happened in 2015. So while I was working in cannabis, we, we found that out. We know that there are many, many compounds in different ratios. So all of those things, I kind of had them wrong
0: you could sell up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation what would it be
1: okay so two things like you never know what you're going to be and thing up doing in life you never know and what you're learning as an undergrad or in grad in grad school whenever that is the time that you're going to learn that you're not going to it's like oh no yeah I'll, I'll revise that in 10 years from now like that's not going to happen you learn that then and there or you did not learn it So do it then. Make sure that you do it then.
0: Dr. Daniela, I gave you a magic wand. You can do an experiment or study with money not being an issue or ethics being involved at all. What would you do to help us expedite our learning and understanding of the cannabis plant?
1: I would give people a bunch of weed for them to try. It would be a double-blinded study. Right. So I wouldn't know or the consumer wouldn't know exactly what they're taking. It doesn't matter what strain it is, but we would know the chemotype. Right. We would know how much THC, CBD, hopefully terpenes, et cetera. And then we would gather information from them about how they felt, what they felt, when they, and and we would gather a bunch of other information. Did you exercise? Did you sleep? Did you eat? Are you depressed? Right? Like all of this information. And then we would pinpoint what compound does what. That's what I would do. And whether you ate it or whether you drank it or whether you smoked it or you vape it. And so we would have 10,000 participants.
0: So Dr. Daniel, for those who want to get in touch and they want to learn more, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on social media, in Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. You can find me there. I'm Kanawakana. So bacana means cool. So it's basically kind of cool, but in Spanish, right? So Canawacana at Canabacana in Instagram and in Twitter. And in LinkedIn, I'm Daniela Vergara.
0: Awesome. We'll link it up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was fun.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you.